DJ and PK reminding you to visit the Ford Fan Zone on Level 6 at the next Jazz game where there are free pop shot games, cornhole, and foosball tables. Enjoy incredible city and mountain views while relaxing, enjoying food and drink, taking in the game, and socializing with friends. I love socializing with friends. I don't think that's true. Bull crap. All right. I mean, I, j- I don't include you because you're not a friend. Oh, okay. Now, I don't know, Claire. But, yeah. you, but get those pajama grand PJs over right away. Oh, yeah, if I can use you. Sure, good. I mean, you're a partial friend, and you know that's what friendship is about to a degree. We're broadcasting live from the Road Home, the family shelter in Midvale. It's the Road Home Mediathon. The phone number to call is 801-819-7300. Or you can donate online at theroadhome.org. We always have a bunch of incentives, PK, for people who donate. You can house one person right. for one night for Thanksgiving dinner with DJ 2020. What would people want? Now, we can give them away legitimate stuff. An NBA title. What kind of check would you write? Let's get right to the stuff you really want. To go to church with DJ? Again. I think that would be one. Again. Uh, I'm on board with that one. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see. Yaki, you can do it for free. Would you like to know more? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Let's do it. Okay. Uh, Get in a conversation with Monson. Go to a jazz game? Line up in those, what do they call those things in the circle? Go, go, you, football? Go one-on-one with oh, hands? Oh, they do the Oklahoma drill? Yeah. Okie drill. See if, see if you can knock hands off. Uh, bowl in the ring. <laughs> hey, how many of you like to break your clavicle today? He's our biggest guy. <laughs> we'll call 911 for you. Uh, sailing with David Locke? <laughs> Sailing with David Locke. To Hawaii. <laughs> Around the world. <laughs> We're going to be in Hawaii in about seven days. I got some numbers for you. How about you go to a concert with PK? PK, we should give away a concert here. Blake Shelton, Miranda Blake Shelton? Lambert, Post Malone. Now, they're not all in the same bill. No. One of these. Pick one. Which concert ticket should we throw out there right now? I would probably, of those three, I would choose Miranda Lambert. All right. Miranda Lambert concert tickets for the next $500 donation. 801-819-7300. 801-819-7300. Or online at theroadhome.org. Let them know you want the Miranda Lambert tickets. Now... Ironically, yes. Blake Shelton was married to Miranda Lambert, and they had a divorce. So they probably wouldn't be touring together anymore. And now he's hooked up with my gal, Gwen Stefani. I love Gwen Stefani. Gwen? (laughs) (laughs) You know I've been a real bad girl. (laughs) I should have laid out a little more. That's one of the better ones I've ever done. (laughs) It is. Blake Sheldon, this is God's country. Post, right. Post Malone. Some of his lyrics are very dirty. Miranda Lambert. Want to go to the Miranda Lambert concert? $500 donation. 801-819-7300. Turn that sucker on spin. 801-819-7300. Roadhome.org. Donate online. Let them know you want the Miranda Lambert tickets. Well, you get All that comes care. out in a wash. You turn that sucker on spin. All right. 
We promise people football in this segment, PK. Football, yeah. Let me get down to stance. Hat on hat. Kyle Whittingham. Meeting with the media. No JC. Everything changes. You know, they talk about hat on hat, but really, isn't that targeting? We need to eliminate that phrase. <laughs> we need a hat on a hat. That's targeting. I mean, line up and make sure you block this guy across from you. We didn't get a hat on this guy. Can't be helmet. It has to be hat. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's good. They don't need JC's. If you got the talent, I noticed Arizona State for the first time in a long time didn't, didn't have any JCs. No. So I think you know I'm not, nothing against JC because those kids deserve a chance. But you know if you can you know, find a kid or two, and they Utah's obviously had great success with. I wonder if that'll mean more JC that. for Mountain West, or if that just becomes not a path huh? to D1 football. It's its own thing. But yeah, you I hope not. And you're done. I hope not. Because a lot of those kids have stories and, and junior college. You know, we do a thing every year for Salt Lake Community. And that, that's extremely important to people. So, and if sports can get you in and you can find a way to get an associate's degree and, and move on. So from the educational standpoint, I certainly hope not. Because they provide opportunity with people right at the ground level that, that we all can benefit from. So from that standpoint, but from an athletic standpoint... You know, it's 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 better if you can develop the guys and 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 that way and and then and Utah too. You know, with the, with them, with the, seems like, and I'd have to look at the numbers on this, and maybe a BYU fan could tell us this to make sure. But it seems like they're dipping more into the return missionary or the mission kids than they have. And I I may, I may be off on this. I don't think you are though. But it seems like so they're not signing as many kids because they got kids coming back, right. which we know with the BYU thing, signing day for them is like all right, it's really it's, hard. It's, it's important, but it's really hard who's to judge. Coming back, right? And who's, who's going to be available? To, you need to get the commitments from kids coming out of high school because oh, you're going to need them to come back in two years. But it's oh, yeah, not yeah, yeah. going to affect how they play against ASU and Minnesota next year. No, no, not at all. No, yeah. Uh, so it's hard to sit here right now and discuss that. Whereas with Kyle, certainly a quarterback. And it sounds like he's still got a little bit of work to do at some other positions. Yeah, I saw uh, looking, well, this morning, looking on the internet that there was uh, two guys out there. Because I looked at uh, 24-7 puts their classes by the star ranking and then they rate them. And I think the Utes had moved up from, at some point, they were last to like sixth or seventh maybe. And they got two other kids that are four star. And Kyle was talking about them, about, uh, you know, committing here in the next day or so, which would bump that up and all that type of thing. So they had one this morning. Yeah, Xavier Carlton from one. Okay, he was one of them. Yep, he just signed. Oh, yeah, he's that real big dude, right? Big defensive end, 6'7". Yeah, he's got a story, doesn't he? What's his story? Yeah, his parents, he lived in California for a while. His dad's a former Ute, and then they moved back here to the state, played his senior year at Juan Diego, and he's a four-star prospect. So, Yeah, yeah. so that was, that was one of them that was going to bump him or bump them up. So add another four-star to Fillinger. Okay. A couple of four-star guys. And we <laughs> haven't seen the Utes getting a lot of four-star guys. I mean, when they got Jalen Johnson, we made a big deal out of it because they weren't getting them. And it, now they have to pan out, but Johnson did. It seems like the higher the star, the better chance, but I don't have any studies on that. It just seems like it, that, that that would play out. I like the fact that, and it's, it, it's detrimental to BYU 
is that it ju- it just seems, and recruiting dudes know this more than I do. It seems like Utah's getting the most of the better LDS talent that BYU desperately needs. And so it's up to the Cougars then to find other ways. Like, you you, you remember Kyle was talking about in-state. He said, well, you're never going to get anybody. He said this yesterday because we were both there. And he said, there's one, one, uh, one state, they didn't get any of the top 15. Oh, yeah, Kyle. Why don't you look at me and say, it was Arizona. Arizona. <laughs> That's exactly what he was talking about. And he didn't want to name the state. And so I was listening to Antonio Pierce yesterday. He's their recruiting coordinator, former linebacker for the Devils. And he said, hey, we're trying and he basically said, he wanted to say, those bleepity bleepers, they're not coming. So, fine. We're just going to go to California and get them. And then we're going to beat you. And so that's what And so they got four four-star kids, for what it's worth, out of California. So that's the same thing with BYU. If these top LDS kids don't want to come to you from the state of Utah, then you need to go other places and get them. Get them. So I looked around uh, when I was bored earlier this week. I looked at the western states to see who, which schools really locked up their state. And that's, that's the rarity. Wyoming. That's the rarity. This will shock you, but I skipped Wyoming. I did look at New Mexico specifically for you because that I wanted to know how shallow the recruiting pool was. I know generally I it is. I it was. I, I know, but I wanted to know exactly. It, right. They're still talking about Erlacher there. And there were <laughs> two. Two three-star guys listed on the New Mexico page. I actually Both saw for some, soccer. some San Diego. No, for football. <laughs> I, saw, I saw San Diego State. Uh, they just landed there because they're in the New Mexico Bowl. And they just landed, and so they put stuff out on social media. And they have two kids from the state, and Rocky Long got them. So New Mexico's not even keeping their guys. They're losing them to San Diego State. Rocky's like, hey, come on out to the beach, and well, we'll win. Yeah, he's a New Mexico guy. I know, he's a New Mexico guy. He's got ties with high school football coaches, and his name, I'm sure, still resonates there. And goes he's in freaking Rocky. He's Rocky. He's Rocky, baby. <laughs> but I looked at Oregon, and Oregon, now Oregon is cherry-picking elite guys from all over, so maybe they don't want to lock up the state of Oregon. Yeah, but they, they do can't. Better. If you lock up the state of Oregon, that doesn't get you anything. Oregon State, Cal, Stanford, each taking a guy. From where? Oregon. There's Stanford not that many. There. Yeah. We got way more. Way, I was going to say way more many, but that would. <laughs> way more many football uh, players. I would butcher the, uh, the language three, a little three bit. Three-star guys in Oregon, they list 29 of them. So that's, I think it's less in Utah, but it's not a lot less. But it is less. But not by a wide margin. I now, of course, you, who knows if they're right on all those three stars, obviously. The world is local. What does that mean? You got to recruit everywhere. Yes, I do. Because they're I going think to all that. these camps and yeah. all these things, and and there's there's local kids, but there's no gravitational pull locally necessarily. Now there can be, like but, this this Fillinger kid. You know, I had known that he was going to go to Utah. I mean, I didn't want to say it. I wanted right. to have his. I, I brought him up moment. a couple weeks ago, and. Was it a week ago or two? But whatever it was. And I brought him up because I wondered what you knew about him because your wife teaches at that school. And then you texted me later that day. It's weird that you brought him up. I just heard something about him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. it was that uh, Texas, maybe not so much. Yeah, looks like a little more Utah. Right. And I, at that point, I think it became Utah. And why not? Why wouldn't you? You're a D-end. 
why wouldn't you go there? I mean, they got, to me, they got everything you need. They can get you ready for the NFL, and you're going to win a lot of games. And you're going to win. You're going to be in a good spot. You're going to get great coaching. They got the facilities. They play, you know, at least conference-wise, play a good enough schedule. Mm -hmm. So it's it's, it's a natural. You know, why, why wouldn't you go that way? But I think that you've got to go wherever their kids are. And, you know, the Utah's great success, the Dennis Erickson Florida trio will live on in infamy. You know? Who knows? I mean, they would have other guys if they didn't get them. And But, you know, I can say maybe they wouldn't be as good. I don't know that. I would have to see how it would have played out. But nevertheless, they got guys from Florida. And so you got to go wherever the talent is, wherever you have connections. So the, you have to look at it. You know, you have your bases for sure. And, you know, Texas, California, Utah. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, you also got to look at Arizona, got to look at Vegas and uh, wherever, really. And you go and get those guys. And they, if they don't come your way, then go get somebody else. And if you can't get the local kid to stay, go find other players. You have no choice in order to be competitive the way you want to be. And I don't know that. You know, you listen to these guys, and they all feel great about their classes, and that's all well and good. And but the some, great thing about it is it will will show. We'll find out. It'll all play out out on, on out on the field, and you want stars as much as you can get them. But you know, you listen to these guys, and I've spoken to Morgan Scally about this when he was recruiting re- recruiting coordinator at Utah, and he said he didn't pay a lick of attention to that stuff. He wouldn't have any idea what they were. It didn't matter. They know who they like. Yeah, because it's all about researching and and finding guys. And I thought Steve Tate, when we had him on the other day, said it, the, the three words, maximizing the talent. That is the key. No matter who you have, if you maximize the talent, then you're probably going to be in a good spot. If you don't, then you got issues. Yeah, I think the blind spots in these uh, recruiting things are you need multiple classes to fit together. One good class isn't enough. And you need the positions to balance out. You know, you can get a bunch of good players, but if you don't get any defensive linemen, you're going to be in a problem. As Kyle Whittingham said yesterday, if you don't have quarterback, you can't get caught with your pants down. You can have a bunch of good other players, you don't have a quarterback. I don't think that stuff ever really gets measured or talked about or figured out. So I would ask the folks, and, and you in particular, when... Have you ever been caught with your pants down? hey oh 855-340-ZONE. You can cut that up, Yach. He said that yesterday. You don't get caught with your pants down. That's right out of the boss. Coach of the year. He may even get national coach of the year. Is it the Patty Dodd coach of the year? Who is it? Bobby Dodd. Bobby Dodd is his daughter. I think his daughter Patty was a beach volleyball player, Patty Dodd. Is that, is that what they call the coach I re- here? I remember Mike Dodd. Who's Mike Dodd? He was a volleyball player. Yeah, it was his wife. I didn't know that. Duh. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. We're broadcasting live at the Holiday Media Thon, 801-819-7300. You can go online and donate at theroadhome.org. Miranda Lambert concert tickets. Next $500 donation. We will hook you up. 801-819-7300. And visit online at theroadhome.org. The Road Home, Utah's largest homeless shelter. 
They had 172 kids in the Midvale Family Shelter last night. 652 people in shelter overall. DJ and PK, you can help them out. $10 will house one person for one night. And here in the 8 o'clock hour, everything is being matched by the Huntsman Family Foundation and UBS Bank. So make your donation now. You can call 801-819-7300 or call the road home or go online to theroadhome.org. And now, attention, top of the wire on 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. The Utah Jazz are back in action tonight, 5.30 in Atlanta. The Hawks have the worst record in the Eastern Conference, 6-22. Zone's coverage begins with Jazz Game Night's pregame show at 4.30. Mike Conley reportedly out for tonight's game and for the foreseeable future after re-injuring his hamstring Tuesday night in the win over Orlando. Elsewhere in the NBA, the Celtics beat the Mavericks. Luka Doncic still out. Boston wins 109-103 behind 32 points from Kemba Walker. New Orleans snaps a 13-game losing streak. Pelicans beat the Timberwolves 107-99. College basketball, the Utes upset. Sixth-ranked Kentucky, 69-66 in Las Vegas. Timmy Allen leading the way with 25 points and 9 rebounds. Utah State wins in overtime, beating University of South Florida at the buzzer. They beat USF 76-74 on Justin Bean's buzzer-beating tip-in. And UVU goes to Wyoming and wins in Laramie, 69-67. Top of the Wire is brought to you by Zero Res. Your guests will notice, your toes will thank you. Call Zero Res for a holiday carpet cleaning, just $33 per room, and your fourth room is free. December only. Happy holidays from your friends at Zero Res. Call them at 801-288-9376. This is, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. They've got huge auctions in Meridian. Right on the edge of Boise, they do some really big auctions. Not the storage auctions, but, oh. but sightseeing Oh, auctions. yeah, yeah. Because honestly, you go to one of those storage unit places up in Idaho, and it's just like, oh, yeah, you don't want that. All right, this meth lab goes for $100. I don't understand all these bottles of iodine. Wow. Yeah. You're going deep. I had a girlfriend that was arrested and put in prison for a long time. Um, so Wait a minute. No, you know that. I know it. My first kiss went to prison for 30-some-odd years. For it's true. A very large meth lab. That's kind of a rough first kiss. This kiss, this kiss. Unstoppable. This kiss, this kiss. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to three. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. Call Action Plumbing and get your preseason furnace tune-up and safety check for $33. By calling Action Plumbing at 801. 833-3333 833-3333 or going to actionplumbing.net. DJ PK and Craig Bowlerjack joins us now to talk about the Utah Jazz. Bowler, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Welcome to Atlanta. The ATL. What has gone so horribly wrong that they are 6-22, and did last in the Eastern Conference, and a five-game losing streak that includes losses to the Bulls and Knicks, who you think would be a couple of easy marks, but it turns out even the Bulls and Knicks are better than the Hawks. Yeah, it's amazing, huh? New York, uh, this score just was staggering, uh, 143 to 120. Um, they don't have much of a bench. The Jazz struggle in that same area, as we know. But, yeah, I was just looking at numbers. I mean, when your bench gets outscored 72 to 33 against the New York Knicks. 
uh, you know something's not right. Trey Young's having a terrific year, but there's just not much help. Uh, it's fun to watch Vince Carter play in his last year, of course. Uh, the guy's amazing. Uh, he'll be 43 guys next month, and he's in the NBA playing at a pretty high level still. So, yeah, there's trouble. You thought Trey Young would be uh, would kind of help him get out of that uh, out of that funk, but uh, he needs some help. And I think there's, from what I understand down here too, there's uh, a lot of uh, notes uh, that and kind of what would you call it, PK? It's uh, the under the table discussions. I think with reporters and media that says, "Look, I'm not happy." Uh, let's do something, or maybe uh, it'll be a quick exit stage left. But we'll have to wait and see. You know, players have pretty strong uh, ability to uh, uh, to make things happen in this day and age. And if they're not happy, they find themselves uh, get out of town. And I guess, you know, Anthony Davis comes to mind uh, with the Pelicans. So, you know, you hope that's not the case. Atlanta, you know, I think it's a good basketball city. Uh, but it's uh, right now it's not real good. So one of the things that I've noticed here in recent weeks, or games, I should say, not weeks, but games, is that Joe Ingles, I believe, does, plays better when he's starting because he's playing with better players, and he allows them to play better. He helps them play better, and yes. in turn, they help him play better. And so you look at the Magic game, and he was sensational, right? And he's had some his best games of the season have been here recently and with Conley out. Also, too, in, in I think most folks would agree with that. Now, the other thing here is that the other night, and Conley was back briefly and now he's out, but obviously they moved Royce O'Neal to the bench. And I thought, DJ and I were discussing this, that just looking at the way, just looking at Royce O'Neal, I was like, all right, I don't have to defer. I'm one of the main guys now when I'm out on the floor. And I thought that was his one of his better, if not his best game of the season. So... You got that going on. Now we see that Conley's been re-injured to what extent to, as far as the length remains to be seen. But it looks like it's at least going to be a a few games here. Wondering what you think Quinn Snyder does. Does he, because we were talking about how Jerry Sloan used to do this, he wouldn't necessarily just take that guy's replacement and move him in the starting lineup. He'd keep him in his role, so he'd take another guy and put him in the starting lineup so you're not altering a whole bunch of guys. So I'm wondering... Does he move Exum in there now? What do you think happens? Well, you know, Dante hasn't gotten off the bench, uh, you know, one or two games over the last seven or eight. And uh, that's that's an interesting scenario all by itself. You keep thinking it was going to be a slow process working him him back in the lineup, PK, but not this slow. I mean, another DMP against the Magic. Um, You know, I think that's the quandary. I talked to Quinn the night before the or the day of the Orlando game. And, you know, again, he's very careful, uh, like most coaches, not to overextend themselves in comments about lineups. And he'll tell you, too, he doesn't really have much – he doesn't put a lot of stock into the starting lineups. It's about who finishes games for him. And I I get it. But still, in the NBA, uh, I'll never forget when Carlos Boozer uh, was out with that hamstring. And I – Jerry was contemplating at the time about bringing him off the bench to really help in his rehab. And I asked Booz about that, and he said, no, no way. I'm a starter in this league. And I think that resonates. (laughs) Yeah, remember that? And it resonates still today that a lot of players, you know, that the starter 
uh, mentality or just to, you know, to, to put that moniker on them is like, oh, wow, you know, if I'm not a starter, then again, I lose value. And, you know, I, look, I, being a head coach in this league is not easy. And you have to, you know, be a psychologist uh, and, and try to figure out personalities and what works best. Um, so, you know, it's going to be interesting to see. I thought that they had kind of figured it out with Mike back, Joe would stay. And you're right, Royce has a chance to be uh, a really good guy defensively, and he'll get his offensive looks, which he did uh, against the Magic, and he knocked down three threes in that game, and he rebounded well, you know? So it, maybe it was working. Um now Mike's out. He's on this trip. They're going to reevaluate him on a daily basis uh, along the way. But I think what you'll see again to DK is just what we saw prior to. Uh, they're going to have a kind of a private walk through this morning uh, at the hotel instead of going over uh, to the arena. So <clears throat> my guess is it's Donovan and Joe again with Rudy uh, and Bogdanovich and uh, and Royce O'Neal, uh, that's my guess, back in that five. So, And then when Mike comes back, again, you're in that quandary of, do you try to change that with what you just said? Is Dante going to earn some time? How is he going to get better? How does he get rotation minutes? Uh, but it's, that's, that's really the question. I mean, I thought with Mike back, it was going to kind of work itself out with that, with that lineup we saw the other night. But that that exit in the fourth quarter, now we're back to kind of where the Jazz were. Well, they did win three out of five. So uh, we'll see what happens on this road trip. But uh, the injury to Conley again uh, kind of puts the Jazz back to where they were a week ago. And, um, you know, they still had success. Uh, but it does, uh, it does alter the minutes that Quinn is able to give certain players in rotation minutes. So it looked like he had settled with Mike back. He was going to play. He has six guys he, tr- he really trusts, and he was right. always going to keep three of them on the floor and then rotate a couple other guys through and see what he can get out of Ed Davis and Jeff Green and Emmanuel Moutier and whoever else he might decide to play, but not play those and three guys Niang. together. Yeah, Niang was in that. And Niang, too. Much You're right. right. Yeah. yeah. So now that he's got five guys, does he do that, or does he scrap all that and decide – I am going to run three of these guys, maybe even four of these guys there at a time and just try to get through those minutes and hope there isn't too much damage, especially against a team like Atlanta that doesn't have a, much of a bench to speak of anyway. Right. Well, tonight is probably that experimental night again uh, of what he wants to do and how many minutes go where. He hasn't gotten much punch uh, out of the bench except the other night as PK you know, talked about with Royce. I mean, I, I thought it was good to have him there. Uh, Jeff Green hasn't been able to really be consistent by any way, any means. Ed Davis, you know, he'll give you rebounds, but offense is not his forte. George Niang, you know, I, there's something about George. I still, again, he doesn't, you don't think of him as a really a big time rotation player, but he's pretty effective at times. Uh, he can run the floor, he can shoot the three, he can rebound. Uh, does he look like the, you know, the ultimate NBA player? Maybe not, but the guy has. You know, he's got the grit and, and uh, that you got to have to play in this league. And then Moutier is still a player that intrigues me in some ways. He's a pretty strong guy. Uh, he's not hesitant to drive into the paint uh, as a guard. And, again, he's had some turnover issues, you know, finishing at the rim issues. But uh, I still think the Jazz hope that with the right coaching, this, this guy can be a, a contributor uh, to this team off the bench. But uh, I think, again, tonight, 
the heavy load, and maybe the Jazz get a break if they can build and sustain the lead, guys, which has been a problem as well, to give them a break where they can actually play some guys off the bench uh, in the second half and actually kind of see and use those minutes to see really who and who's going to be able to use those minutes that Quinn Snyder needs in the rotation. Craig Bolerjack joining us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. My turn? If you want. Okay, yeah. I, I forgot. I wasn't, uh, I thought it was your turn. Are you guys, now are you guys at a restaurant? Where are you at? We're, we're at, at the, the road, road home. home. It's oh, the holiday media thought. Very nice. Right and we're on. down in the, it's the first year it's down in Midvale because the downtown location is closed now. So we're in a tent oh. in the parking lot and there's people coming and going and, you know, a ton of distractions. Well, no, no. I heard the hustle and bustle, and I thought, yeah. where were you? I, you know, I thought maybe it was, uh, you know, you guys were having a little restaurant visit. Or, but no, I understand now. Awesome. It's good. <laughs> good. Good time of the year, as always. Yeah, we'll be here today and, and tomorrow. Uh, I saw Gobert. Got me excited. Really got me up. Got my heart pumping. A little left-handed hook that he put in off an offensive oh. rebound. I thought it was smooth. Okay, you wonder. I'm thinking, you wonder, like I dude, do, why doesn't yeah. that happen more often, right? For sure. Yeah, he didn't look awkward. I mean, no. I'm not going to say he looked like Abdul-Jabbar, but he looked good. Let's see it more. It looked real good. Yeah, it looked good. It looked confident. It looked like it was a natural motion, didn't it? Yeah. And yeah. I, I think that's uh, something I wish uh, that Gobert would continue to work on. I watch him in practice, PK. You know, he can hit jump shots. But practices, we all know. Practice, practice is practice, but game time's a totally different animal. Uh, you know, he's got a pretty smooth stroke, uh, but again, in game time situations, it's more rushed. That shot could just be a real easy, a confident shot for him. Uh, maybe that's the next step from the rim play for him just to be able to do a sweeping hook shot um, in this progression of his growth, but it would really help. I think again, just to have another, uh, just another weapon in the in his bag, right? To go yeah. and, and to attack, uh, mostly on the left side because he's a left-hander. But you never know. I, I you know, he, he's really an intriguing player, and usually he's always trying. And he's one of the most intense guys uh, I've been around when it comes to practice and uh, and, and believing in it and wanting to be good. To be great, actually, is what Rudy has said. I don't, I don't want to be good. I want to be great. Uh, now the next step. We know what he can do defensively, right? It's about the offensive side of his game, and maybe that's a little, a little, uh, just behind the curtain look of what maybe is to come. Let's hope. Boulder, do you hear anything about any of the young guys? Whether it's guy uh, eleven through fifteen that we're not seeing play at all, or whether it's uh, some of the guys in the G League, because obviously the Stars have a, you know, put together an eleven game win streak and all that. Uh, is there anybody bubbling up who could help the team? You know, internal development has been such a big phrase with Dennis Lindsay. Is there right. anybody you've heard about who's on the verge of providing a little more depth to this team? No, I, I think it's still an ongoing process. I've not heard any names that says, hey, he needs time with us. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's it hasn't reached that point yet. I thought Mie Oni, uh would maybe sneak in and grab a few minutes uh, because they, they like his size. And, you know, I thought maybe he'd steal those minutes away uh, if Dante was going to be on the floor, but that hasn't occurred yet. Uh, there's some, there's some, you know, there's some intriguing stories developing over there uh, with the Stars. And, you know, right now they're kind of just dominating uh, teams. And while they're headed off to Vegas, right, to compete for hundred grand in the uh, holiday or Christmas showcase, 
So it's uh, it's good that the Jazz actually have the development going, but I have not heard, to be honest, of any, any call-ups at the moment. Does that mean it won't happen? Absolutely not. But I think there's some, you know, some guys on that team that may start to demand a look, and that's always good because, you know, what like that 12 through 9 or 12, 10, 11, and 12, it would be nice to have the Jazz or, or even, you know, 8, 9, 10, 11, and 12 to have, have a look at a couple of guys, and uh, we'll see how it works out. Who do you think is catchable in the West? I've got the standings up right now, and obviously the Lakers are in first, Clippers are three and a half back, Nuggets are five, then you got Mavericks at five and a half, Houston five and a half, Jazz seven and a half. So they're two games behind the Nuggets and Mavericks, two and a half behind the Nuggets, or Rockets, I should say, as far as uh, two and a half, and then uh, two two for Rockets and Mavs, two and a half Nuggets. You think any of those teams are catchable? You think Clippers, Lakers catchable? Ooh, PK, I tell you, we have not seen, now look, we've seen the Lakers, right? And uh, we've seen the Clippers. We'll see the Clippers right after Christmas uh, in L.A., and that's going to be another big game to make some judgments here. You know who we haven't seen is Luka and the way the Dallas Mavericks have played uh, and Porzingis. So, I, you know, I, I, I've seen the highlights and I see how they are wrecking teams. And uh, Luca has had incredible ball games, and he is obviously a young star uh, on the rise. And what Houston, we have not seen Houston. And I still wait, you know, we know what Harden's about, but the, the addition of Westbrook. Uh, those are two teams I'm anxious for the Jazz to play, which I think will give us a good read where the Jazz are, too. You know, the problem with this schedule, I mean, I don't know how you guys look at it, but, man, we just played multiple teams over and over again. And I wish that we could go through and play, you know, each team in the West at least once before you go triple up against Minnesota or Memphis. You know, we, we, it's just, it just seems like it's been a constant barrage of, of just, you know, one or two, three teams so far this season. And, you know, we haven't had a chance to see, you know, Dallas. Haven't had a chance to see Portland. Haven't had a chance to see uh, San Antonio or the Houston Rockets. Why? I don't know. But here we are nearly 30 games in, and we're still waiting. So, again, DK, I think when we see those teams, it gives us a better judge of who we are and where the Jazz stand in this uh, pretty pretty rough uh, conference. Well, Bowler, as always, we appreciate it. Guys, appreciate the call. Uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and we'll see you uh, back at the arena. Uh, right after the holiday. It's good at least to be home. Um, and then you know, a fun game afterwards. See, we'll see Portland right after Christmas, and that'll give us a feel for what you know Damian and McCollum are doing. We know what they can do, right? But I think the Blazers are kind of stretch, scratching their heads, too. A lot, of, a lot of teams in the West are doing that. Made some big moves, but something a lot of teams have not seen the, the results yet. So uh, after the first year, it may come into picture better. You enjoy the southeast because it's like uh, 28 degrees here or something ridiculous. You know what I can see is the blue sky. I, I, I will tell you this. As I look out my room, I can actually see more than uh, 50 feet in front of me. So that's a good thing. <laughs> Thanks, Bullard. See you guys soon. Take care. Craig Bullerjack joining us on the Sprint Special Guest Line. Get a Samsung S10 for $0 when you activate a new line of service with a flex lease. Now through December 26th, visit the Sprint store nearest you. 
DJ and PK broadcasting live from the road home. As we told Bowler, you can donate right now. 801-819-7300 is the phone number. 801-819-7300. Or go online at theroadhome.org and make your donation there. They had over uh, 600 people in shelter last night. 172 of them were kids. And it is really cold out. You can house one person for one night for $10. You can make your donation at 801-819-7300, theroadhome.org. And the next person who comes up with a $100 donation can get tickets to an upcoming jazz game. Your choice, either uh, Knicks, Hornets, or Pacers. You can have a pair of tickets. So, $100 donation. Get tickets to an upcoming jazz game. Knicks, Hornets, or Pacers. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We are broadcasting live from the Road Home Holiday Mediathon. The phone number is 801-819-7300. 801-819-7300. Or you can donate online at theroadhome.org. We're joined by Road Home board member Aspen Perry right now. Aspen, thanks for coming on. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Aspen, what a beautiful name. Thank you. <laughs> a little different. That conjures up colors. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I think of forests and mountains and... You know, Aspen, Colorado. Right, and the colors change in the fall. Oh, okay. I see where yes, going. yeah. I see where going. The weed of the forest, the aspen yeah, trees. Yeah. I was already all white, covered in snow, but he's flashing back to you know the leaves turning. So, what do people need to know about the road home? What is the number one common misconception out there right now? Is it still that it is closed or closing? You know, I do think people, now that we are here still, and the downtown, the physical shelter has closed, I do think people are now kind of understanding we are more than just a single building. But um, I think what a lot of people do not realize is that we do offer housing programs. Last night, 1,100 people, individuals, and families were in a home of their own because of the road home and and the work with our partners. Um, so, yeah, we are more than just than just emergency shelter. So this is the first time we've been out here in this Midvale location, and mm-hmm. I saw a school bus, which I'm assuming they come to pick up kids. They do, yeah. And so they actually, they come earlier than when the kids need to be there, specifically so that their peers at school don't know that they're in a homeless facility. They're the first pickup and the last drop-off. They are, yeah, yeah. And we, you know, it... We've worked that out, and it's multiple ways to get them there, too. So we have the buses, but then there are kids where the buses can't pick them up. So either case managers will come out and drive them every day, shuttle services. We we do whatever we can to to have as little disruption as possible to the lives of the children when they face homelessness. 172 kids in the shelter last night. So for those kids, they have the option, by law, of going either to the nearest school here or going to the school they were at, wherever their last residence was? They do, yeah. And we have worked that out with the school districts where they can stay in their school. It's just another thing where we've noticed in past, you know, kids succeed more with less uh, disruption, right? They're already, they've already been removed from their home. You try to do as much as you can to keep as many constants as possible in their life to help them succeed. So, 
So, yeah, they have the option. It's nice. I can speak to that. I got a little experience dealing with that. And I can tell you that that does matter. But, you know, the point is, when we think of homelessness, I don't know that we think enough of the children. I, I completely agree. You know, an interesting thing, too especially in cases of of older individuals facing chronic homelessness where they kind of constantly find themselves back out of housing, most of them did grow up facing homelessness themselves as a child. So we're really trying to work and find the programs to help that not happen in the future of the children now. Make sure that they have what they need so that they don't face that same pattern when they become adults. Aspen Perry Road Home Board Member joining us here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. You can donate online right now to roadhome.org or you can call 801-819-7300. So, there's, I mean, there's a lot of things that go into homelessness and mm-hmm. there are a lot of paths to ending up homeless. Oh, yeah. But it seems that one that is becoming more common in Utah but also in other cities Housing prices are through the roof, so you're seeing a lot of working poor. People here have jobs, but they're homeless because they got hit with a $100 rent increase, and maybe they absorbed that, but they got hit with another $100 increase. And as long as we keep seeing these stories that there's 2 and 3% vacancy rates, that's going to lead to more homelessness for more people. It is. Yeah. yeah, and it's something that we're definitely concerned about. You know, we're as the Road Home Board member, I know we constantly, we're having our people in the legislature try to push for deeply affordable housing. Um, it is a concern. I mean, right now, the smallest thing can set a person back. $100 hospital bill. So many families have to choose between taking their kid to the doctor when they're sick or paying a gas bill or their rent because rents are so high. And and, you know, health insurance is going up. Everything is costing more. So, yeah, it is, it's, it's a concern. So one thing I think you're having to work out now with the new location, how do you get people who need health care to the 4th Street Clinic? How do you feed people? Because it used to be right across the street, St. Mm-hmm. Vincent de Paul, and partnered with the Utah Food Bank, and they provided a lot of food there, and now all that's got to be worked out. Yeah, so we do still have the partnerships, which is amazing. Fourth Street Clinic, they actually come by, I know, weekly. I think that we're even trying to get them through more. They have a big mobile RV that they come through with to check people out. So that is one thing. If, if they do need to get something specifically done at the clinic, then we work out transportation for them, or their case workers, case managers work out transportation for them. And then for the food, one of the really nice things with the resource centers is there is no more waiting in food lines. It's part of, you know, meals are part of the process of being in the resource centers. So the nice thing with the new resource centers is they really do provide more individual care. Um, so, so yeah, there's kind of trying to streamline access to the things people need because they need to get to a lot of times too this is another common misconception is that people who are homeless don't work and that's not the case we've had to for our men's resource center we've had to work out transportation with UTA to make sure that our men who are downtown could still access their jobs downtown um, so yeah there's there's a lot that goes into <laughs> making sure you're taking care of your people and making sure that nobody falls through the cracks the number is 801-819-7300. If you want to donate to The Road Home right now, 801-819-7300, or go to theroadhome.org. And the next $100 donation, you get your choice of jazz tickets to either see the Knicks, the Hornets, or the Pacers. So for a $100 donation, you can go to a jazz game. That sounds like an amazing deal. There it is. All right. Aspen, thanks for a few minutes. We appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate you guys being down here. I can't thank you enough.
Aspen Perry, board member of the Road Home, joining us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.